Earth welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Richard Holm. We have a special guest with us today, Joni Holm. Joni is a certified nurse practitioner with Avera Medical Group Brookings and has taken on the role as president of the Healing Words Foundation, which supports the Prairie Doc programs. Joni has been working closely with the board staff and volunteers to make sure the meaningful work Rick was doing will continue. Our team is incredibly grateful for her leadership and guidance. We're planning to cover a variety of topics today, so if you have a medical question, please give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Good morning, Joni. Good morning. Thanks for being with us today. I'm happy to be here. We were just um, chatting that we see Joni in the Brookings Register. She's our, our, her picture is in there to promote flu shots, right? You were getting your flu shot, is that right? I flu shot. And For you know, photo? I, I had just signed up to get it as a hospital employee. And they called and said, well, would you be the one to get your picture? And I'm like, well, sure. Yes. So um, I certainly do encourage everyone to start thinking about it or to get past the thinking about it and go get it. I, we are definitely in the season that is appropriate to uh, to get that flu shot. And, mm-hmm. of course, we want uh, everyone six months and older to be getting a flu shot. In years past, we didn't think it was as important for children, but we certainly put them on the list now and for all adults. And I'm surprised when I hear adults say, oh, I've never gotten one and I've never gotten the flu. Well, good for you. But someday it's going to hit, and let's protect others uh, by getting it. If you get it, you can certainly pass it on to your 95-year-old mother. So let's uh, let's be protected and, and get that flu shot. Yeah, I always find it interesting when people kind of claim that with pride. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> just go ahead and get your flu shot. That's Now, you mentioned kids. Um, tell us more about why it's important for kids to get the flu shot as well. So up six months and older are getting the flu shot. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Uh, well, it's certainly important to try to prevent that influenza for the child. And uh, some kids, well, like some adults, might not have a terrible case, but mm-hmm. there, there are cases that are quite severe. So anything that you can do to prevent that is super important. And then, as I, I, I kind of mentioned in, in that opening, that a child who is contagious can pass it on to others. Mm-hmm. And so if that child is around someone who's more immunocompromised, like someone with cancer or, or an elderly grandparent or great-grandparent, then they put those folks at risk too. So in the big picture, why not protect that child and, and through that protect others? Right. Got it. And um, who? so we talked about who should get the flu shot. Is there anyone that really shouldn't get the flu shot? Are there certain populations that we kind of say in general no okay there might be individual cases sure um, if you have had allergic reactions to a flu shot uh, and I can't even tell you right now about the whole egg thing I don't think there is any egg in the flu shot but if you are allergic you can ask that question sure Um, but in general yes it it, it really everyone should should uh, get that and protect themselves and protect others where can people get the flu shot well it's gotten to be so much more available yes and that is a real benefit so you can get it through your provider 
uh, and, and you know that seems like a kind of a natural starting point but you can also get them at almost all the area pharmacies mm-hmm. uh, so if if that's a better option for you you might call the pharmacy to see if they have them available I did hear um, someone this morning speaking about one of the area pharmacists then and they got their uh, or pharmacies they got their vaccine yesterday and they said they only had four in-house at that point now i Mm -hmm. suspect that that was just that day and they're getting more in but it did raise my eyebrows to think if you know what if there's a shortage what if Hmm. people are more interested this year so why wait go ahead and get it Mm -hmm. that's right i saw the um the brookings health system press releases is talking about how it's important for us to get our flu shots this year to just help the healthcare community in general to have less of a burden this year um, while we're in a COVID-19 pandemic. Do you want to comment on that at all, Joni? That's a great point. You know, our, our health system is just maxed out. And as you have seen daily over the last two weeks, our numbers of COVID are high and and have are at record highs Mm -hmm. so when our healthcare providers are just inundated with taking care of people with covid to add influenza on top of that is pretty devastating and there certainly are influenza hospitalizations every year so if we can prevent those and hopefully prevent the covid as well but at least open up spaces for uh people that are in greater need or just give our healthcare providers a little break by being more careful mm-hmm. wear your mask do your hand washing mm-hmm. all right well it's time to get our flu shots everyone it's time if you don't have that scheduled yet put that on your to-do list and um, we can all do our part with that well it's time for us to go to our first break we thank you for listening to prairie doc radio on kbrk and on our podcast Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. The five major symptoms of a heart attack are chest pain or discomfort in the center or left side of the chest that lasts for more than a few minutes or goes away and comes back. The discomfort can feel like uncomfortable pressure, squeezing, fullness, or pain. You might feel weak, light-headed, or faint. You might even break out into a cold sweat. You may have pain or discomfort in the jaw, neck, or back. You may have pain or discomfort in one or both shoulders. Shortness of breath may come with the chest discomfort. Other symptoms of a heart attack could include unusual or unexplained tiredness and nausea or vomiting. Women are more likely to have these symptoms. Call 911 if you notice symptoms of a heart attack. Promoting Health and Safety, the Avera Medical Group, Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and today's Prairie Doc guest is Joni Holm. Give us a call at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to discuss today. We've been talking about flu shots and that it's time to get those done. Um... Just to follow up on that, Joni, is is it true it takes a couple weeks before it it, it really has its power in your body? In, right. Yes. And so, you know, with, with it being, as we're going into winter, this is an appropriate time to get it. And there has been concern in the past about it wearing off before the spring. But really, October is a perfect time, and it should carry you through till 
you know, we get to, to nicer weather. And, and flu is different than COVID in that it is seasonal. Sure. Whereas COVID, unfortunately, is right now here to stay for right. a while. Right. Okay. Very good. Well, we want to talk a little bit about um, some pediatric topics, some kids' topics. Um, one thing we want to talk about is kids and um, activity and the importance of activity in our kids' lives. How does activity affect a child's development? Oh, so many ways. It, I mean, physically, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, you want your child to, to have that physical activity for strengthening of the bones, uh, for, gosh, lungs, lung power, um, so many things. Even the vitamin D, when you think about being outside, there, the physical activity is is there. Uh, children learn a lot about their gross motor activities, about what their bodies can do when they're climbing and playing and running. Uh, so that's important. Uh, they learn coordination, which you know you can put to coordinate between our, our muscles, bones, and brains. So that's important. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I think there are just many, many things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're paying more attention to like emotional development as well as we're kind of in these COVID times and kids are feeling the stresses that us adults are experiencing as well. Does, um, I'm sure it does. How does activity affect kind of that emotional well-being too? Do you? You know, I don't know if there's one answer for that, but I just think if we think about ourselves and Mm -hmm. how when we get stressed and maybe our shoulders kind of rise up toward our ears and we're tight, that um, doing something physical can calm us down, can take away some of that stress. Well, it's certainly true with children. And when they are either in real school or virtual school, which, of course, is real school. Yes. they are sitting at behind a desk uh, mm-hmm. many hours at a time. So when children get home, uh, and, and during the day as well to take breaks, but, but home, I think that it's important for families to think about getting out, taking that dog on a walk, going down to the park, anything so that the child can get some movement in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last spring when we were doing the virtual learning at our house, we had certain times or if if tension or stress or whatever is just getting a little and okay bike ride time go outside 20 minutes and then can kind of come back in fresh and ready to go again did you find that they concentrated better absolutely yes you just kind of reach your point where they just couldn't do anymore and everything Mm. was just being really hard and if you just take a break (laughs) and go outside for a little while if we think about it as adults don't we get that way when you're reading something intense and it's just all of a sudden it's just words it doesn't go into your brain Mm -hmm. take a break Mm -hmm. and and, uh, particularly i think that physical activity it kind of just gets the blood flowing I think you can probably think better when you have had that yes. increased uh, physical activity in your body. Um, I have a friend who mentioned her watch tells her when she needs to get up and move. I, I don't have one of these, but technology can yeah. sometimes be helpful for this too, like time to move. I don't have that either, but I've seen it many times with people and it's awesome because they do it. Yeah. You know, they get up and they move around and why not when we have many times have very sedentary lives sitting a lot then at least get up and and walk around your house just stretch Mm -hmm. your muscles and get some blood flowing Mm -hmm. excellent idea 
Is there a recommendation you have for how much activity a child should have during a day, or is there a guidance when you uh, About that? an hour a day is kind of a just okay. a ballpark. Okay. And, I mean, certainly children can be active in their own homes and, and you know, maybe in, especially in comparison to adults that they don't hold still as much. But I think there's still some value for a different kind of activity, getting out of the house, doing something different, going to a park, doing some, some um maybe longer term activities. So mm-hmm. at least an hour a day, if not more. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, what are some creative options for keeping activity part of your child's day? Well, uh, certainly if they are in school, you want to find out what kind of activities they're doing at school, making sure, and, and I believe our school system is very good but on taking breaks, but um, other things would be, as you mentioned, maybe with a watch that you set sometimes. I, I think it's fairly easy when parents are tired that mm-hmm. they may zone out and they've got laundry and dishes and cooking and not really noticing that the children may be behind a video game or a video. And so maybe setting timers and, and uh, letting your children know that this is part of it. And certainly leading by example. So instead of saying kids get outside and play, go out with them mm-hmm. and do something together. Mm-hmm. When, a, when I think of the obstacles that might prevent us from being active, I think of things like the weather. Uh, we've had some beautiful days recently, but we know things will cool off soon. How do you recommend kids stay active during the winter months? You know, kids are so resilient. And I think as adults, we can gently guide, be the leaders. Um, I think back to many years ago when our children had uh, paper routes. And one of my children in particular just hated going out in the cold. And he would fuss and complain. And so we made it a game. Let's see how warm we can get you. And and you tell me when you get back from doing the paper out how it felt. And then, you know, and it was a challenge. And I mm-hmm. tell you, we bundled and it worked. Mm-hmm. And as much as we psychologically think that cold's going to be terrible and, yeah, we don't love it, you can dress for it. Mm-hmm. You can put multiple layers on and gosh, children have snow pants and mm-hmm. coats and boots. And if they don't, they can come to share the warmth. Right, yes. <laughs> or yes. we can we can help them in some way. Yes. But really, hats, gloves, lots of layers, and almost all of us can still get out. Yes, there's still ways to get out most of the time. Even if it's there for a ours. short amount of time, Exactly, that, that works too, just to get a little fresh air and movement. Um, yes, Joni just mentioned our Share the Warmth project here in Brookings. Um, is happening today and today. tomorrow. We've been working hard. At, both Joni and I volunteer with that effort, and we have over a thousand people here in Brookings who signed up to receive um, coats and winter gear. And so, if you're one of those that signed up, make sure you go pick your things up today and tomorrow. Um, and if you didn't sign up, um, you can go still go, and um, we will do our best to help you. Uh, and we'll, we'll ask you just to fill out a late registration form and have you pick those up tomorrow night if we have the supplies that you need. So it's quite the event. So thank you, Joni, for being part of that and volunteering this year. What what comments do you have about Share the Warmth this year and your experience volunteering with that? 
Well, I volunteered for many years in the actual uh, shopping aspect of it. And this year, because of the pandemic, we are not able to have our families come in and do the shopping. So with a pre-registration, the volunteers are doing the packing and uh, collecting of the supplies. On one hand, I think it makes it more real for me. I don't know, maybe not. When Mm -hmm. you see the family, that's real too. But I guess looking at our space that we're using and seeing hundreds of bags that are full of clothing all Mm. at the same time has an impact and uh, I hope that families will you know have taken advantage I know it's not always easy to get a pre-registration done but we want to help folks and 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 I say we meaning the whole town Mm -hmm. the the donations we've had have been fantastic and we thank you all for for bringing your coats and people have donated money and it's just great and so it's a community spirit of we care mm-hmm. absolutely yeah it is really wonderful to see it come together so now just now this morning i was there and people are starting to pick them up and uh, all is going well so it's a new format but it's it's going just fine well we need to take our second break we thank you for listening to prairie doc on kbrk and on our podcast Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. Our programs are available on Apple Podcasts. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Being alone or with very limited social interactions during the pandemic can be difficult. With some effort on your part, there are some ways to decrease the effects of isolation. Keep a schedule. Stay active. Do something meaningful like working on your genealogy or organizing photo albums. Connect with others by letter, email, phone, Zoom, or try online games. Find comfort in old movies or lighting a candle and having a cup of tea. These are just a few ideas to get you thinking. You can do this. If you find your loneliness getting out of hand with feelings of depression, call your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and today's Prairie Doc guest is Joni Holm. You can give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. We've been talking today about how it's time to get our flu shots, about the importance of activity in our kids' lives and in all of our lives, of course, as adults as well. Um, And we just shared a little bit about share the warmth that is happening here in Brookings. When we think about our health and the health of our children, we know that diet is another important part of that. Um, What do you recommend to parents regarding a child's diet? Well, I'm a little old school. I can I can just see parents cringing as they hear me. <laughs> but I think feed your children what you eat and don't cook for them separately. Mm-hmm. No short order cooking. You know, I had a valuable lesson years ago when I uh, used to be owner and manager of a daycare center that I would have parents say, oh, my kids are so picky. And we would look at our records and say, They ate every bite of what we offered them. Children are smart. They know that that's all they're going to get at daycare. 
and they eat it, and at home they play their parents. Well, folks, just don't give in. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you hear parents say, you know, all they'll eat is the cookies or the sugary, well, don't bring it in the house. Mm-hmm. You are in charge, parents. You are in charge. And if children go hungry for a day or even a little bit more, they'll eat when they're hungry. Mm-hmm. So in that aspect, I guess that's one. That's the the basis. Now, offering healthy food, mm-hmm. I think fruits and vegetables. Again, I'm, I'm real big on talking to kids and, and, and challenging and making it a game. I mean... Can we have how many vegetables or fruits have you eaten today? We want five for the day. So let's see. We had some applesauce. We had this. And just put it out there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and encourage them to to live up to those standards. And, and you'll find those easily if you look online for uh, the age of your child. You'll find the things that and the volumes, too, a, a little bit of an idea of how much they should be eating. I think often we may overfeed our children as far as trying to get them to eat every bite. Children have small bellies and small tummies, and mm-hmm. so maybe it's, it's a small bite of many things. Mm-hmm. Right. What do you think of bedtime snacks? I love my ice cream at bedtime, <laughs> personally. <laughs> so I think it's fine. Okay. And if children... I mean, obviously, I'm I'm big on dental care, so it needs to be before that toothbrushing. Yep. And I I am not at all a fan of our younger children taking sippy cups or bottles to bed. So that's a no no no. So if they're going to need a bedtime snack, it needs to be while you're holding them or while you're all awake, and then toothbrushing and then to bed. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're thinking? As far yeah. As well, just our that? family has kind of gotten into a habit of bedtime snacks, and I'm like, I'm not sure if this is the best policy or not. So sometimes it's a treat, sometimes it's healthy. You know, a little bit of both. And I'm like, I don't know if we should be doing this or not. So I was curious well, what you thought. Think about how long it is from depending on when you have supper till mm-hmm. the next morning when they have. Um, breakfast and again when we think about the size of your stomach mm-hmm. you know as an adult we're probably eating a larger volume at at our dinner time and so uh, physiologically don't need that bedtime snack children may actually need it and mm-hmm. and possibly even sleep better because they're not hungry during the night um so yes a, a, a non-ice cream snack would be good, but in my case, it's ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> yes, a fun little treat, yes. Yeah. Um, I think your point about what foods are available to your kids is really important. Um, so maybe giving them choices, but you're in charge of the choices, right? Right, right. So um, maybe what, what would be an example of a great snack time that you might offer to Children love to dip things. Mm, mm-hmm. So if you can ha- if you have celery or carrots or gosh, even zucchini uh, things that you have in the summer, and if they can dip it in peanut butter or if they can dip it in ranch dressing or cheese sauce, I mean cheese sauce does have some fat in it, but if it gets children to eat their vegetables, it's it's probably worth it because it's a small volume. Mm-hmm. So offering something that can be more fun. I mean the old. Um, Ants on a log, remember yes, that, with yes. the celery and the raisins? Mm-hmm. And the peanut butter. Kids yes. like it, and they like that concept. So, Yeah, it's a great introduction to get them to eat the celery and the raisins. And Man, one of my, my daughter just loves celery. That's one of her favorite foods, and mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe it was started when she was young. But Yes, yep. 
Absolutely. Do you recommend kids take a multivitamin? And if so, anything special you should watch for when selecting a multivitamin? You know, I really don't. I think if they eat a reasonable diet, they don't need it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have, I hate to say that, you know, that child that just really refuses because I don't like to think that you can't get around that. But will it hurt them? No. As long as you are using a, a multivitamin, you don't want to add the iron. So you want to just look at the regular vitamin um, and not more than one a day. Um, so yeah, I think a, a, no particular kind. I think the gummies are kind of easy for children to eat, but again, mm-hmm. it's sticky on their teeth. So you want to maybe do it at breakfast and then brush teeth. Um, that is maybe more palatable than a like a chalky mm-hmm. vitamin that they would chew up. Mm-hmm. In general, no. I think just have that well. healthy diet. Mm-hmm. You know, something that's new since when I've been in school, and I think even as my kiddos have started school, is um, the, the schools are offering kind of a salad bar. And now that's changed in COVID times. But in the past, there's a salad bar available. They can take as much lettuce as they want every day. And then there's usually a fruit, another fruit or vegetable, perhaps carrot sticks or pears or apples. And so after they go through the line with their um, hot food where the, it's served to them, then they could make their choices about all these healthy options, which I think is absolutely wonderful to provide, um, especially for uh, those growing kiddos that some of them have a bigger appetite. So we can offer those things. Now, of course, in COVID times, they've kind of adjusted how they do that and it's served to them. But I think they still have a say in what they want and how much they want um, to just keep them a little bit safer. But I feel like school lunches have come a long ways as far as... um, Yes. Nutritious value. In the days when we <laughs> talked about ketchup being a vegetable. Yes, yes. I, and, you know, you certainly, that's a great idea, Laura, and um, parents can could adapt that. Mm-hmm. So say you have supper and it's not long after and children are fussing and wanting something, you know, offering that variety of, of yes, it's okay, let's, you can have something and here are your options. Mm-hmm. You know, and have some fruit available Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and or vegetables. Um, mm-hmm. I tend to think kids will go a little bit more for the fruit, but there certainly are great vitamins in the fruit. Right. Well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio this morning. We'll, we will return following this message from the Avera Medical Group. Attention drivers, there are many bikers on the road. Please remember these rules. Share the road. Bicyclists have the same rights to the road as motor vehicles do. It is the law to allow three feet between your car and the bicyclist. Give bicyclists space on the road. When turning right, look right before proceeding. Always check the sidewalks as well as the traffic lanes when merging or turning. Slow down and watch for pedestrians and bicyclists. The Avera Medical Group Brookings encourages drivers as well as bikers to help prevent accidents. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and today's Prairie Doc guest is Joni Holm. We've been chatting today about a variety of topics, and um, we always like to touch on what we're going to be hearing on our Prairie Doc television show tomorrow night as well, which is going to be focused on dental health. Joni's brought up dental health a little bit now, even as we think about our diet and nutrition for our kids and for ourselves. Um, Joni, what do you like to recommend to patients regarding dental health? Well, start young with your children. 
You want to clean those baby teeth at least just with a washcloth and as they get a little older you can start the toothbrush with particularly with the child just just exploring their mouth and and letting them sort of play with a toothbrush mm-hmm. and then as they as those teeth come in then you, we can parents can start actively brushing them um, you know I, I was thinking about the the dental topic with with on call and uh, I've ha- been fortunate to be able to go on a couple of, of um, mission trips. And in hindsight, looking at the mission trips, I'd say the greatest health need of all that I saw in all the countries I've been to was dental. Really? Health. Yes. And we're very fortunate in the United States that the dental health is, is, I don't know, maybe more talked about, maybe more... Um, available mm-hmm. uh, and we have fluoridated water which is huge if you don't have fluoridated water i really recommend that you um get it from someone if if you don't like the taste of your water get it from another source of a uh, parent or grandparent or someone who uses fluoridated water and if you are feeding your baby formula and mixing it with water you want to either use a fluoridated tap water or buy the bottled fluoridated nursery water it's called okay uh, but that's one of the greatest advantages we have over um, some less developed countries what uh, does the fluoride do does it strengthen strengthens okay. uh-huh and so uh preventing that tooth decay it, i mean it's just been a magical change mm-hmm. over the last 50 years of mm-hmm. what's happened with teeth so we're again very fortunate but it does require some energy and time and attention from parents and then once a child gets into the habit it it's a little easier yes so that dental health is so important to our overall health um and can certainly influence how we our diet and everything if if our teeth are bugging us what we eat and all of that so an important part of that well we'll look forward to learning more about that on um, our television show thursday night So before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc, most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. This Thursday, October 15th, Prairie Doc host Deb Johnston will discuss dental health with oral surgeon Brent Henriksen from River Ridge Oral Surgical Center and dentist Michelle Hofer from Missouri River Dentistry in Fort Pierre. So watch the full episode on dental health this Thursday, October 15th at 7 p.m. Central on South Dakota Public Broadcasting or on the Prairie Doc Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow The Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org. And look for The Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Joni Holm for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people. <laughs>